Mango Mustache Media. Yo, guys, welcome to the Creative Wild Black podcast. Uh, today, I'm with Ingrid Cobb Ellick, an incredible interior designer and owner and founder of Passionable Interiors in Eastern Iowa. Her business has been around for more than four years, I believe, uh, survived the pandemic, and she herself is a graduate at New York Art Institute of uh, New York Institute of Art and Design. Make sure I get that right. Uh, and yeah, she's just all around just a great, great, awesome person. And this show is produced and distributed by Mango Mustache Media. For more information on the podcast, go to mangomustachemedia.com slash Black. Let's get right into it. Ingrid, I am glad to have you on the show. I really appreciate you taking the time out to be here. But yeah, let's uh, get, tell, tell people a little bit about yourself. Yes. Hi, everybody. I'm glad to be here as well. Um, um, my name is Ingrid, and I love being here. I'm excited and... <laughs> I just want to, you know, basically bring more creativity to, you know, my community and, and just serve more people. And that's basically what I'm looking up to doing more and more of that, helping I'll, realtors and homeowners and so forth. I've done some research about interior designers and 80 percent of them are women in U.S., but 82.1 uh, percent of interior designers are white. This there are one point five percent of uh interior designers that are black. Could you give me your experience based on that, based on those kind of like statistics being, and being in a predominantly white field? Yes, definitely. It's, it's definitely a struggle. I will say that um, the hardest thing is getting people. Um, and when I say people, um, majority of the people here being in, in Iowa, yeah, um, it's very difficult because a lot of them, it's like they don't believe you or they don't they don't trust you. They kind of like Larry, they they think you lack experience, you know, even if you have a degree or the training or whatever. It's just it's just very difficult. They they say they want services, but then they're kind of stand back like, eh, I don't really I'm just gonna say that, you know. Yeah. Or they're very curious to know, but they just don't, you know, jump out and and reach out for the assistance. They just, you know, it's they're quicker to go, you know, to the, you know, the white, the yeah. white race. It's funny you say that because I have to deal with that almost every day in my professional field. Um, a lot of people, and this this is something I stand by. A lot of people just be like, "Hey, this is a black guy. I don't know. He's just gonna do like my website, my design, my development, or anything like that." Which is why we mainly keep it in the community because we know we're good. We ain't got that. We ain't had to worry about that. Uh, negative thought unless we're actually not good right um but when it comes to uh going into this field and people not believing that i can do the things that i can do it one makes me very angry and two yes. makes me work a little bit harder <laughs> yes than what the other people got because then it just makes it like like hey you can't deny me now i'm i'm, I'm better than the other people around there in the corner and and i'm not trying to be like um Ego, egotistic or cocky it's just that's just how we have to like think and so basically i say all that to say that i relate to you when it comes to that type of stuff um what's any of the experiences that you've had 
while dealing with those uh, caveats and stuff? I've had clients have me come to their house um, and white clients um, and have me, you know, say that they want a particular room done and then um, take me throughout their whole house, like take up a lot of my time Mm -hmm. and basically um, say that they want me to do the work, hire me to do it. And I start, you know, going out looking for the products and, you know, trying to reach out and communicate with them. And then basically they drop me. Oh. Yeah, I've, that's happened. Oh. That's happened a few times. That, <laughs> so, that's that's not good. Um, right. And then they give me an excuse or something and say that they're, you know, they're not going to do it right now or something like that. So, I mean, that's happened a couple times. So, and, and the funny part about that is that I know that a lot of people watching this, more particularly just people in general, um, will watch this and be like, hey, maybe she's just didn't want to work with Ingrid or anything like that. But nine times out of 10, that's not the case when it comes, when you pull race into the aspect. It sucks because like, it seems like that and it's portrayed like that, but it really isn't like, we we know for a fact that it's not like that. Right. It's so, it's, and it's so dumb that we have to like justify all of that just so that way people can understand that, hey, we go through this a lot too. Um, have you had any other experiences? Yes, I will say. Um, the other one was a person, um, she also was white. Um, she picked my brain. Um, she was a realtor. And she picked my brain for some design information for, I believe, her home. I think she was trying um, to get information for. Okay. And so... Um, basically I gave her information and she told me she was going to reach out to me to have me do the work or something. And then that was it. I never heard from her again. And that makes me think about people who just are just fishing for information. Yes. Oh my gosh. Just to use you for your services for free, you know? And it's like, <laughs> no, I don't, this isn't for free. Yeah, that's this isn't I'm... a game. You know, this is serious. I'm, I'm trying to make money here. I'm surviving. You know, just like they would. Yeah, exactly. You know, so. And it's like, I, I, I hate to do a bit. I don't charge for consultations because I charge so much, and th- that part that I, I charge so much is like, hey, that's the big barrier of like, okay, this person is legit. You know how to do all the things he needs to do. He won't be charging that price unless it's actually, you know where it needs to be. But it also kind of like mitigates a lot of that negativity when it comes to, oh, I want a free consultation. I want to do this. I want to do that. Um, and it sucks because like most people have to put that consultation in place so that way they don't get stiffed for yes. all the work. And then even then, that would just kind of like deter a lot of the customers. But then again, who are we really deterring? Like we're, are we deterring potential customers or actual clients or like people who are actually want to work with us kind of thing? Like, and nine times out of ten is just not even potential customers, just some people that's just kind of just there. Yeah. That just want to that just want to like waste your time and stuff like that. Yes. And it sucks, but hey, it's just one of those things that we have to uh kind of like deal with. Uh do you feel like you have to wear a mask around other interior designers uh talking to creators or talking to people in general? I do believe so, yes, because uh, you have to, it's almost like you have to put on like an extra, it's almost like an extra layer of protection almost to protect yourself and your business, but you want to 
you know, portray also, you want to keep up and show, you know, like you're, you're, you know, informative, you know what you're talking about, you know, you know, you kind of, you don't want to seem like, you know, you don't know or anything. So it's almost like you have to do that extra, you know, you have to run a little harder, you gotta, you know, you know, really put some sweat into it because, you know, it's like they always looking, they're always picking, you know, people always picking and looking and, you know, trying to, you know, figure out something (laughs) about you, like, how do you do this? You know, because I have people always time ask me questions like, wow, you know, you look great or you, you know, this and this is, you know, how do you do this? And, you know, you know, try to find out about you, you know. And yeah. So. And and that's the part that always is off putting to me because like they'd be like, oh, yeah, this person can't be that good. Let me find a little bit about them so that way I can make it so that way they're not that good. Yeah. Justify my my thought about how I'm how she's not that good kind of thing, which is dumb. But hey, yes. <laughs> Yes. Why can't we just, you know, all get along? Yeah. <laughs> We're just creatives that happen to be black. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> No, but seriously, um, the, we're just people who happen to be black and just creative. It's just not uh, just because our skin is black doesn't necessarily mean that we're bad people or don't know what we're doing. Yes. Uh, we wouldn't be in this field in the first place if we didn't know what we were doing in the first place. Granted, that doesn't apply to everyone, but it applies to us in general. People who want to be out there in general uh, in a creative field need that uh uh, need to do, go the extra mile when they're black, but then when it's just like a regular person, it's like, oh, yeah, you can do this, do this. And then you hear some, uh, and I hate to say it, you hear some white guy telling you about how you need to go out there and overachieve and do all this other stuff when it really doesn't apply to black people in general. Yes. And it's so dumb, but hey, what can you uh, what can you do? But um, also, I have another question kind of pertaining to the mask question I asked earlier. Um how much do you feel like that you have to conform when it comes to talking with everybody in your field? Um, I believe I have to do that a lot. I believe, I mean, I, in, in general, I'm a, I'm an open, friendly person. I'm very social. Um, so I, I don't feel like that's the hard part. It's just basically worrying almost like if I'm fitting in, it's almost like that extra, you know, fit in. I think I, I still have to push more, you know, to kind of keep, you know, keep the interest looking at me or at least try to, to like, you know, yeah. you know, so. I agree with you on that one. Um, I don't like fitting in regardless because I'm an introvert. So I get uh, fitting in just in general was not it's not something I like to do. So I kind of want to get into the nitty gritty of the mask area. Like, can you tell me like a specific story? Like, give me an example of how you had to kind of like put that in in a social setting or any, anything like that. I would say um, definitely at um, just going in, um, trying to, you know, establish more clients, clientele um, and preferably um, realtors. Um, there are um, a lot of white realtors here um, in Iowa. So um, that was one of the issues is going in and going into um, realtor businesses, like the full business and talking with them, trying to get meetings with them and try to show like, you know, I'm I'm here and I'm your interior designer. And if they need my staging services or to, you know, do some work 
you know, okay. for their for some of their rentals or new properties, you know, that I'm here and available. <laughs> um, basically, they they kind of looked at me like they weren't like I wasn't serious or like that they weren't sure that it, they would ask me information and just basically it was almost like. Like I was just like coming in selling something, <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, yeah. in their eyes, they kind of looked at me like, oh, yeah, that's nice. Well, you know, we'll take your card. OK. And they probably I don't know if they, you know, ever like reached out. Most of them I have never heard from them. I mean, you know, and that's that's the that's one of the parts that I feel like I had to put a mask on even more, you know, and just keep that, you know, serious look but it just seems like they just didn't take me serious. They're just like, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah, I know how that goes. Like putting on a mask in those type of settings almost always doesn't come out the way we want it, and it sucks for that reason. Uh, I have a similar story. Um, I think I told this on one episode of uh, Creative While Black with Raphael, but I'm not sure. But I'm gonna tell it anyway. So, <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> so uh, back when I was in Michigan, um, I was living in Pontiac. That's where I made most of my friends and most of my business as well. Uh, I met this guy named Robert Karazim, and he is a just all around, just an architect, great person, just generally just a cool, cool guy. He's white, very tall, and just chill, chill person. Pretty old though. Um, <laughs> when he hear this, he probably gonna be like, "Why are you calling me old?" But uh, more or less, he had gave me a chance because he saw that I was going out and doing everything that I needed to do in order to put myself in the positions that I needed to be. So he decided to, you know, get me together with this group of friends to, you know, show my art out to these people. Um, he told me, "Get some art printed, and we'll go from there." Uh, I got the art printed. I got up to there, and they looked at me like I was crazy because they didn't know who I was, what I did, or anything like that. And then they look at the art, and they were like, you made that kind of thing? Yeah. And it's like <laughs> that right there made me realize that even though I kind of like put in all the work or anything like that, it really just means like the connections and the people that you know in order to get you where you need to be. But also – that 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 whole thing where it's just I'm sitting in a room with a full full of white people and then they just, just like didn't have any like they they didn't have any uh they didn't believe in me basically and then they don't and then they saw the work and it was like oh okay this guy's actually really good let me uh go ahead and work with him kind of go from there which made me not want to work with him in, at first but then I was like okay I'll get my business name out there and kind of go from there that was when I was doing artwork, graphic design, and starting it, starting and getting into like web development, which is about, I don't know, about 12 years ago. Not even 12. I'd say about 13, 14 years ago. Wow. It's been a minute. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was like in 2009, 2010, I believe. Um, okay. But yeah, that's one of my stories. Do you have anything similar to that? Um, basically, yes. I mean, <laughs> I could probably go on and on, but, um, yeah, there was a, another situation, um, going in and just like, um, communicating people a lot of times, like they know that you have potential, they see it, but sometimes I think what it is, is a lot of the white people get, they're afraid that you're going to out trump them or you know and I get a lot of that I mean I've been in you know different situations where people like you said like I was saying earlier they'll ask for 
you know, some free information or something. They pick your brain mm-hmm. and then they basically, you know, um, they're just surprised. Like, wow. You know, I've had people come to my home and they're like, wow, this is nice. You know, I mean, I was renting a property some years ago. Um, it was a lady that um, worked with my husband and um, she rented out her home. And so her home was was not very nice when we first got it. <laughs> So um, when we were renting it, and basically what happened is I cleaned it top to bottom, um, put my design skills and you know and everything, rearranged stuff, brought you know all my furniture in and and everything. And so when she came to see the property, she was just amazed. That's awesome. And what happened is um, we we she bugged us about buying it. She wanted us to buy the property. We didn't. <laughs> we, we <laughs> but so what she decided is, um, she said, "Look, um, can you? Um, can, is it okay if I bring some potential buyers that want to see if you can kind of have it nice when they come, and so I can kind of show them, basically use it as a prop, you know? Yeah. And so that's what she asked me to do. I mean, she was like, "You have this. This is this is so much better from when we had it." She was like, "I just can't believe it. It looks like a totally different home." Yeah. She was like. You know, you took something old and just really, you know, made it immaculate. I love it. You know, she was like, I, I'm sorry you guys aren't going to buy it. Are you sure you don't want to buy it? I'm like, no, <laughs> we're, we're fine, you know. But, yeah, she um, started wanting to use the property as a showpiece for people to buy. And she did get, you know, potential buyers. Nice. That's awesome. So, yep. <laughs> Success stories are amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So what made you become an interior designer? I would say I've always had a knack for art, creativity, and just colors, patterns. It comes from family. I have family members that are architects. Oh, wow. I have um, my dad made furniture. He sold, um, you know, curtains and made all kind of stuff. My mom, she's she's. She's almost, you know, I wish she had her degree in interior design because she does well herself. I mean, she her home is beautiful. Um, she, you know, sometimes she gives me ideas. So we kind of bounce ideas back off each other. And, and like I said, my dad would go and he would draw out something and he would go downstairs and make it. I mean, he made um, light fixtures out of wood. He re um, re uh, posted chairs and furniture. So my mom hardly ever had to go out and buy anything because my dad would just draw it out, go downstairs and make it. And my dad was kind of like a jack of all trades. He worked on cars. He taught himself. He never went to school for any of this. Nice. And he just taught himself how to work on cars. He, you know, made things, furniture. He's very creative, and he could draw so well. And so it just kind of came come in from the family. I'm gonna need your family to start like a YouTube channel or something. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Because uh, like, hey, uh, can I call you out for a second, Ingrid? Mm-hmm. So you keep putting things in quotation marks right now. You're oh. like, and it pertains to your experience, and I want you to stop okay, putting quotations <laughs> on your quote unquote education because man, you've got a higher level of education than I would dream of. <laughs> Considering that I, I was happy to graduate from high school. Yeah, me too. Like I never went to I went to school one semester at a Baker College and it was 
it was the most terrible experience. They already taught me stuff I already knew because I already learned everything that I needed to do, do with all the graphic design and stuff like that. It was not fun. I, I, I hate school. I absolutely hate it. Well, originally, I, I was in the medical field for years. I graduated, you know, doing medical stuff, drawing blood and, you know, helping doctors and stuff. I was a medical assistant. So oh, wow. that's why I originally started before I even, you know, dove into starting my own business, being interior design. So I wanted to help people. You know, basically with that. And I, I started originally, it was like I wanted to be a, 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 a paralegal. Mm-hmm. Then I, I got out of school for that and I decided I didn't want to do that anymore. So then I went into the medical field, being a medical assistant, did that for, let me see, 10, 12, maybe 13 years. And then I got out of that and said, you know what? I told my husband, I said, I want to, you know, help people in a different way. I want to help people with their homes. I I've, I said, I have this passion. And I said, I've always, you know, I love making flower arrangements and doing, you know, my own thing. And at my own home, I was like, I want to help people outside, you know, also in the community. You know, I think we all can have beautiful, nice things. We don't have to spend a lot of money, you know. So I was like, I can repurpose things. You know, I have this creativity for my family, my dad, and, you know, and oh, so... Wow. It just kind of blossomed, and here I am today. (laughs) (laughs) That is awesome. But I really want to know about your education. What made you decide to go to New York Institute of Art and made you go to all of those trials and tribulations? Which, side note, that just lets people know that, hey, dude, you can do anything you want to do at any given time of your life at any given point. Just do it, because if you don't know what you're doing, you you don't know what you're doing. you got to, like, figure it out. So there's that. But I want to know more about your education and kind of go from there. Yes. Well, I definitely, of course, you know, went to through the medical field and then I got out of that and then decided, you know what, I want to do, you know, the interior design. And so I wanted to hone in more on my skills. Um, So basically, I decided to take some classes with the New York um, Art Institute you know, with the design, and I just I decided to keep blossoming into that. And it gave me a lot of experience and skills and just communicating with different interior design people and just kind of, you know, reaching out on social media. And I have a family member that also does interior design, but she lives out of state. So, but, oh, nice. yeah, so I just kind of communicated, you know, with a lot of family and just friends that, you know, I might have met, you know, over the years and stuff. So that's, that's awesome. I, I, I love that. Like, uh, I can't keep my thoughts straight. Let me, let me, let me think. And there it is. So I love that you have, like, I just love that you had a whole path of the way that you wanted to go, but you really didn't know which direction or anything that you wanted to take at the, at the beginning, but now you're here and then like, you're just being your awesome creative self. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Um, it it definitely inspires my 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 children too because they're very creative. I mean, my daughters are. I mean, she she's kind of has a little bit of my dad. I can kind of see because she'll start cutting out something. She'll ask me for a box, and I'm like, "What do you need this box for? What are you doing?" <laughs> and then she'll have some glue and some play doh, and I'm like, "What is all this stuff you're making?" and She'll come out and making this airplane thing with the wings on it. And then she has her little stuffed animals. She'll sit in the box and she'll say, Mom, look, this is Tails from Sonic. He's flying in this little airplane. That is and awesome. And oh, my God, she's always doing something like that. I just love the creativity. They love art. And it just, like I said, it. I, I think 
this inspires my my family, my 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 four kids. It inspires all of them to use their creativity. I mean, my son, um, he went to school for computer programming and cable installation. So um, he's wanting to do a different thing now, but that's what he did, you know, go to school for. So it's, you know, it's just beautiful to see, you know, the creativity just, you know, come through me and then also go, you know, family. And I want to push that in the community as well. I so. love that. That actually is a really good segue to the last question that I like <laughs> to ask. <laughs> what communities that you are a part of? Basically, um, I I am a part of um, I'm promoting uh, autism awareness. So communities, um, basically, I have you know group chats and stuff with people with autism. Um, definitely, you know, like parents and stuff that you know, are taking care of, you know, children or family members with autism. Um, I'm also part of um, um, a black professionals group also here in Iowa. So um, that I can kind of, you know, hone in more on my skills and also kind of talk with other black professionals about, you know, their businesses and stuff as well. So we kind of collaborate. Yeah. Um, So I'm a part of that as well. So, yes, (laughs) (laughs) that one's actually really cool. I know they have a uh, ball masquerade ball that's coming up, which is going to be pretty legit. Oh, yes. Um, I'm not sure if I want to go through that, but Ray told me <laughs> I, I, I should. Gotta go. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I, if I go, I won't be able to go to anything for like, I don't know, maybe three months. <laughs> so like, that's I'm, a big social event. Yeah, I figured as much. I was like, mm, maybe, like, I'm wearing a mask technically. <laughs> hey, kind of hide your face. As a person who's not in these communities, how how do you find that community of of what did you say? It was it was uh, uh, like black professionals? Yes. Yeah. I, did you get like a Facebook invite? Did a letter come in the mail? <laughs> was, was there a guy who was following your car for too long? You're like, what do you want? He's like, come to this party. <laughs> yeah, it was, actually, Raphael. I mean, I've yeah. been knowing him for so long. I, when I started, you know, pursuing opening my own business. And uh, I went through venture school. That's how I I met Raphael. And it just kind of snowballed into meeting other people. Tasha Lard, um, Angie. um, I can't think of her last name. Please forgive me, Angie. Um, But, you know, so many people. And it's just kind of blooming on from there. Just from, you know, getting to know them. And and I just actually joined another group. um, I think, please forgive me. I think it is Iowa City... Business development, if I'm not mistaken, I think that's that's also one. That you should I... probably find out what the name of that is before you go to the next meeting. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's yeah. recent. I can pull it up on my phone. I know who the person is that I met with and got Tom Johnson is that's his name. Some, I'm so. just playing with you. I'm just, I'm just joking. Oh, speaking of uh, the black professional of Iowa, Ray actually invited me into that as well, and he started it with I believe Tasha, so yes. that way they can. Uh, pretty much incorporate all the black professionals in Iowa into one place, get together, get to know each other, and pretty much build a bond that's kind of like lasting in the business world so that way we can work and collaborate with other people and have a network. Yes, exactly. And if this is the first episode of Creative Wall Black that you're listening to or watching and you don't know who the heck we're talking about when we say Ray or Raphael, go back one episode. Check out the first episode. That's him. He is amazing. Best friend. Awesome, just 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 all around awesome dude. Um 
if you go to uh, if you if you go out to bars with them, uh, just just make sure you make it back home safely. <laughs> <laughs> he will make sure, but like also just just have eyes in the back of your head, kind of thing. <laughs> but yeah, just all around, just awesome guy. Um, but yeah, let's. Uh, I want to thank you for being on the show. I really appreciate you just like taking the time out and uh, just being here. So with that being said, could you tell people where you can, where they can find you on like socials and stuff like that and um, website stuff like that as well? Yes. Hi, you can find me on, let me see here. <laughs> You're fine. Okay. I know the website cause I technically made it. So yes. the website is, <laughs> the <laughs> website is passionableinteriors.com. Yes. And then you can find me on Facebook also at, um, uh, Cobb Ellick is my Instagram, and then Facebook is also passionableinteriors.com. So, yeah, you'll find me on there. So. Yeah, I saw the Facebook page the other day. I was like, ah, she got a Facebook page. Thanks. Yes, <laughs> I'm trying to work harder on that, though. I'm, I want to be, you know, more posting, more posting. That's what I need to work on. <laughs> As a guy that don't post on his professional Facebook page at all, um, same. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, and uh, if you missed any of that information, it's in the bio. Yeah, it is in the bio. So if you need any of that information, uh, want to work with Ingrid or anything like that, go to passionalinteriors.com. And the contact tab on the top right-hand corner, because I have a photographic memory, and I just know that, um, <laughs> is where you can go and reach her, and she'll reach out to you shortly after that. Sounds good. Thank right. you guys for having me. I was glad to be here too. Yay! Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, thank you. I really appreciate that you coming out, and thank you, thank everybody for listening. I really appreciate you guys taking the time out to listen to the second episode. If you haven't listened to the first episode, you can go and just go one episode back. If you're on a YouTube playlist, uh, it's in the YouTube playlist. If you're on uh, Spotify, Apple, or anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can find it there as well. And yeah. I, I'm, I'm glad to have you. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you, Devin. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> All right, guys. Keep innovating creatives. Peace. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. be honest i i sometimes i feel you know i'll be feeling like overwhelmed with it like trying to keep it going and keep you know keep things keep people wanting to you know look at me and come on you don't trust me i can i can do good work here you yeah. know here's a new construction um i i had a room um that was empty of course um, it's new construction the people um that were getting getting the home wanted um, to have this as um, a guest room. So I basically um, picked out the furniture. Um, I, Because I, I, I do have uh, designer points with different companies, so I'm able to kind of help and, you know, get furniture at, you know, some reasonable prices at some places. And so um, I was able to basically transform the room into basically an empty space into basically a relaxing 
luxury type feel. So when they have guests coming, that that person feels like they have a space to themselves. It was it was in a lower level of the home, so it basically had an office down there, a bathroom, so the person had access, you know, to their own bathroom. It was almost like an apartment nice. to them when they would come in their home. So they basically had to hold downstairs to themselves. And um, the bath, the bedroom where they were in, I just made it where it was very comfortable, very modern, um, very um, relaxing. So kind of a, you know, kind of like a getaway, like almost like a breakfast in bed type thing. Nice. So. Very beautiful. I had the tray on the bed with the little teacups, you know, for them to have like something to drink, you know, if they wanted a glass of, you know, a little cup of tea or something like that or coffee. So it was very nice for that person. So I I, I enjoy doing it. So the way I see it with uh, creative in general, I feel the same way. I do it more so for the uh, people there but also i have to make sure i put my own spin on it that makes it worth their while right and unique yeah exactly that and it's just one of those things that i feel like i do it more for myself than other people i guess the way that i can explain it is like i do it more for myself because it helps me uh create uh help me express my creativity but i'm doing it for them as well because they're a, a vessel for me to express my creativity out of Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know how I explained that, but. <laughs> I get it. I, I, that's definitely how I feel the same way because it, you know, you, you, you want to put your spin on it. You want to put, you know, because you don't want it to be like everyone else. That's the whole point, you know, Yeah. a lot of times. So you have to put your spin on it and make your business or your, what you can do different from others because you don't want them to be like, oh, that's the same as the other person over there. They're not yeah. doing anything different, you know. Exactly that. So you want you want to put your spin on it, your ideas, and just try to see, you know, if that customer or client will let you, you know, go that route. Because they may even open up and say, you know what, I think that would be good. I will try that color or I will, you know, try that piece of furniture. I think that would fit in here. You know, let's do mm-hmm. it. You know, go ham. You let, know, let's do it. <laughs> go ham. <laughs> right, go ham on it just get oh, in get funny. dirty you know do it it's gotta know? be kind of difficult in a world where everybody wants their living room to look like a target catalog yeah <laughs> yeah no kidding um you know right that bring me up to the other thing too like i noticed that a lot of like most creatives know that pretty much everything has been done yes. um it's just a matter of what what you want to combine to put it together so like with that being said how do you combine other types of uh, aspects of creativity in a space I usually I find out exactly what you know my clients like um, basically um, and I can kind of incorporate it because a lot of times too this is one of the issues that you know I've ran into because a lot of times my husband just lets me do whatever so he doesn't really <laughs> have a man cave or any of that in the house okay everything is is like I want it this is how I have you know I may ask him for some suggestions just to be fair mm-hmm. but um <laughs> But a lot of times... It's like giving I, your little brother the controller. Yeah. <laughs> That's not plugged, plugged in. in. <laughs> Make him feel like they're playing the game, but they're not. Yeah. So I kind of do him like that. But I try to be fair because being, you know, if you're going into like a client's house and their husband might be like, you know, the wife takes over and wants to, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And the husband's like, 
oh my God, what is all this? You know, what do I get? You know, they kind of feel left out. So I have to, you know, ask him like, you know, how do you feel? Do you feel, you know, this color would work or what other suggestions do you have? So I have to incorporate the man as well because, you know, men have some, there's some men designers out here that can, you know, they can go ham on some things. So I like it. 20%. Yeah. 20%. 20%. For people don't know, 20% of men are interior, are interior. 20% of interior designers are men. There we go. 20% of men are interior designers. That don't make no sense. That would be a giant percentage of men. (laughs) Right. 20% of men are interior designers. So you didn't let him put the lightsaber over the TV? No. (laughs) I was like, no. So it's like, and pretty much, you know, primarily most of the rooms in my house, you can kind of tell like, okay, yeah, he didn't have no part of that. You know, he had no part of it. But, you know, he might (laughs) have said, well, honey, I think you should move this over here. Or sometimes when he goes to clean, he'll try to reposition stuff. And I'll be like, who moved my chair over here? That's not where I had. I wanted to. I'm here like, well, I was just trying to help. I mean, God, you don't want me to touch anything? I'm like, no, I had it right here for a reason. It's sitting here for a reason. And he'll be like, so he'll be like I'm just not going to bother it. I'm just going to leave it there then. You know, so uh, sometimes I have to. Yeah. yeah. You don't have like a room under the stairs you can have? No. He I can got, have a garage. There you go. The garage is okay. He can have that. I'm trying to get him to help me clean it out now. So nice. he can have that. That makes me uh, finally remember what I wanted to ask you earlier. Well, more so kind of like a statement. So I remember you said something about you use the what they don't like as a uh, guide to kind of like get everything going. And that made me think about all of the things that you need to ask the client before you get into the creative process. And a lot of my creative process is really just asking what they don't like. And I can relate because it really, a cli- this is my saying, a client never knows what they want, but they always know what they don't like. Yes. And if you can at least get that, you can get them in the right direction. And half the time I got to design something that makes sense to me, but doesn't make sense to them, yes. but it'll it'll get them like, going with their thoughts to make it be like, okay, I don't like that, but I like this, but I want this, but I want that kind of thing. Do you have something similar like that? Yes, I do. I do. Because I have people that say, uh, I don't want anything to do with pink. I don't want, oh God, no, no yellow. Please. You know, they're just like, uh, I don't like, um, just say, I don't like, um, um, butterflies. I don't want any butterflies in my home. Don't put that. You know, I want it to be spring. I want it to be, you know, like outdoor, outdoorsy or whatever. But I, you know, I don't want that. And so I may suggest maybe bumblebees. I'm just giving an example, but mm-hmm. bumblebees or something like that. You know, flowers and bumblebees. You know, those are spring type or summer type things. You know, so I may suggest that. You know, or maybe the butterflies are so small you can't even really tell that they're actually butterflies, butterflies you know or maybe it might just be a different color of a butterfly that might you know maybe they want more of a natural looking butterfly instead of something just like pink or blue just you know so they may want something that looks more natural so there's there's different options so you you kind of have to play around with it give people some you know different options to look at because some people will shoot everything down and be like i don't want any of that yeah no kidding you know, so we have, you know, you have some, you're going to have some difficult, you know, clients that may say, I don't want this. I don't want that. And you're like, well, God, what do you want? Yeah, you know, basically. How can I help?
help you. Maybe I should just go home. You know, it's, it's like, like uh, <laughs> that point where you got to fire the client because they don't know what they want. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they ever, keep throwing everything out. You say you, you know, they like I don't want that. You ever I've just want to say? You ever just want to say? Live, laugh, let me do my damn job. Yeah. <laughs> I have to tell my husband that a lot. Yeah. I'm like, no, no, leave me alone. He's like, what are you doing? There was a, I'm yeah. like, don't worry about it. Let me work. Live, on. laugh, leave me alone is what Live, it laugh, leave me alone. <laughs> mm-hmm. Live, laugh, let me do my job. No, but, I, had uh, to, I had to tell him that recently when I started that project for the refurbishing that, that item I was telling you I was working on. Because he was like, what are you doing? Why are you up paint? What is all this stuff? Why you got all this stuff everywhere? And I'm like, leave me alone. <laughs> I just told him, leave me alone. Would you please go back upstairs and let me handle this? I know what I'm doing. I had to tell him to go away. I he walks like, away go with away. his tail between his legs. Yeah, he was like, oh, he was mumbling something. Man, that's why I don't bother. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> As a guy that can uh, relate, my wife does the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like trying to get in because she's going into uh, school to be a paralegal. So she okay. uh, uh, she does all her things and then she'll tell me her stuff every once in a while. I was like, and then I go over there and trying to help. And she's just like, bye. See ya. Gone. I don't want nothing to do with you right now. Let me just put my headphones on and just do whatever I need yeah. to do in order to get to where I need to be. Yeah, because when they see the, you know, when he sees that the end project is done, he like, wow, that looks great. Like, I just put some wallpaper up in our bathroom, and he was like, because he was at work, and he was like, he was like, what you doing? He kept, like, calling and texting, like, what you doing? Are you okay? Everything okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm working on the project, you know? (laughs) And then he was like, oh, God, what are you doing? (laughs) And I was like, when you come home, you'll see. And so he came upstairs, and he was like, wow, I like this. He was like, this looks nice. I said, I know. (laughs) <laughs> you know, I was like, I know what I'm doing. He was smiling like that. Really looks good. I I like this, and I didn't even wallpaper the whole bathroom. I you just did one wall. Accent wall. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. And he was just like, Wow, this looks totally different. I see why you did all this other stuff. Why you put this other stuff in it? I'm like, Yep. See, you know, go sit down. She know what she doing. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so he he likes it. So I was like, okay, so I have to blow his mind when he comes home sometime. Like, you know what? Just, you know, see what I did today. You know, look, you know, he's like, God, every time I come, something different in here. You always do. Are you shopping? Mango Mustache Media.